0: Welcome back to another episode of That's Business. Today's guest, Jasmine Rambo, is a Seattle-based astrologer and speech-language pathologist who specializes in helping people realize their greatest strengths, express their deepest truth, and pursue their dreams with clarity. Across all of her offerings from individual astrology readings to group consultations and events, Jazz focuses on the theme of connection, connection to spirit, connection to community, and connection to oneself. Jazz, I'm so pumped to have you on this podcast, I think even more than I normally am, because I'm so fascinated by what you do. So before we dive into it all, we're going to, of course, throw it back to childhood. What was your childhood like? What did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, Thanks so much for
1: having me, Angela. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I was kind of a quiet kid. I was pretty reserved, um, pretty shy, but I loved dancing. Dancing was my favorite thing. Um, So my first job that I thought would be amazing would be um, a dance teacher. Um, I quickly realized that that wasn't viable for my future. (laughs) And so then I pursued nursing. But yeah, that's kind of where I was at as a kid.
0: Oh, my gosh. And then nursing. So at what age do you remember wanting to go into nursing? And it was kind of in high school. It was kind of in high school that I was like, you know what? I actually really love helping people.
1: And I want to work in a medical field. And so I pursued nursing for a couple of years after high school. And then I found the field of speech pathology. And I realized that that was what I really wanted to do. That was what lit me up, probably because communication was so hard for me. And, you know, learning more about communication and speech and language, I really learned more about myself and learn how I could help other people.
0: So as a speech pathologist, if some people that may be listening don't understand what that is, give us kind of like a baseline definition. And what does that mean of what you do?
1: I help people who have a hard time communicating. And this is, you know, kids, adults. um, There's so much that can kind of go wrong in the brain with planning what you want to say and then being able to speak what you want to say. So I can help anybody who has a hard time either pronouncing things or putting words together or even just expressing themselves with more clarity.
0: That's such a huge skill. And especially going, I mean, honestly, a 180, like you said, being a quiet kid and expressing that. And I feel like a lot of times you don't realize it's an issue until... Being an adult or a few of my friends that are dyslexic honestly didn't even realize it. They just knew they weren't good at school. So having someone like you really helps out too. Totally,
1: totally. Yeah. It's such a joy. And now that I'm, you know, also an astrologer, I can kind of help people figure out their strengths in communication and
0: also how to improve their communication through the birth chart and through astrology. Ooh, which we we are definitely gonna get to, which I'm excited about. But with the speech pathology work you do with clients, what are some of the basic tips that you support with or help them with in their communication styles? Oh, thanks for asking that. I think the
1: main thing I like to start with is the breath. Um, Really improving the resonance and quality of your voice can do so much. It just helps you, you know, move into a space and express yourself in whatever field you're in with more power and clarity and confidence. So I help people really connect with their breath and connect with their heart um, so that it just comes across with more clarity. I also help with kind of the interpersonal dynamics. So being able to express what is bothering you, being able to express what you need with more clarity in an interpersonal connection. So being able to honor everybody's needs involved
0: is a skill that takes time and um, intention. does. And because I've, I'm very intrigued by this topic, because I also was a quiet kid, and this is hilarious that I have a podcast, and I get on social media and do live videos. It's like, who are you? But Yes. And I feel people that may not realize they need it, the argument is like, well, I don't really need to present in my job, or I hate presenting, so I don't really need to do that. So someone that may be thinking that way because they're either anxious about presenting or whatever that may be, what would you say to someone like that? I would say
1: that communication is the most important thing that we do. Even if you're not presenting to a group of people, you're connecting with people all day long, your colleagues, um and even if you're not like talking that much to people at work, even your friends and your family and anybody that you're you're needing to connect with, it's such an important skill and you know, even connecting with like a partner or family that is affecting your well-being. So if you have needs that are not being met, that's kind of spilling over into all areas of life. So I like to help people communicate in their closest relationships and in work dynamics because everything is interconnected. And when you can do that and you can just feel more free to use your voice, everything just flows easier. There, things aren't getting stuck. And affecting your well-being. well
0: being. Well, and I mean communication with everything. Whether you're ordering in a drive through, or yeah. you're checking out at a grocery store, or anything. I mean, even if you are more of an introvert, or someone like we talked about that. Oh, I'm not like outward in front of clients. I don't really need this, but it does make a big difference, and it does lead to more fulfilling lives. So, and I mean, communication, even in email or you know text, like it's so huge.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm, I'm glad you spoke to that because, yeah, there's communication in so many different forms. And if it's, you know, easy for you, you might not realize how you're connecting with other people. And so even if there's not something that's like wrong, so to speak, in the birth chart, we see that everybody has a different communication style. So I really like to help people understand how they communicate and what their strengths are so they can leverage that more. And they can present themselves into the world, into their work and their business with just more authenticity.
0: Now, I'm so curious, how did the astrology and the birth chart reading (laughs) come into play with the speech pathology? Because that's, I mean, it makes sense now that you're saying it, but where did this come from? Yes.
1: Yeah, it's so funny. So I actually grew up with astrology. My mom was really into astrology. And so it was always just kind of, you know, in our culture, in our home. But it wasn't until I was 18 that I got my first astrology reading. Oh. And it was life changing for me because the astrologer helped me realize that it was okay that I was the way that I am. I'm, in a, I'm a Scorpio rising and Angela, so are you. And, um, you know, just a little plug. We're going to we're <laughs> going to talk about Angela's chart here in a little bit. Um, yeah. But that Scorpio rising and that Scorpio energy can be just be so private. And the astrologer helped me realize that it was okay. And it was actually a strength that I had this intensity, that I had this presence. And so I just fell in love with it and I just kept learning about it. And so over the next 10 years, you know, even through like grad school for speech therapy and all of that, I would just spend hours on YouTube learning astrology. And it wasn't because I thought I would be an astrologer. I was just truly so curious and I wanted to know more and more. And so, you know, anytime I met someone, I was like, let me see your chart. And I would go home and research everything and, you know, gave a lot of unwanted advice probably, but that really helped me learn over the years. And so eventually more people were asking me to read their charts. And so my business kind of evolved from there. And in 2020, I started my business officially and, you know, started charging for readings and stuff like that. But it was really something that I just, I loved so much and still do.
0: Wow. And how do you kind of stay up to date? Because there is so much information out there. Or, of course, some of the haters just say like, oh, well, it's so basic, like when you're reading Yes and Cosmo. And like, of course they are. But yeah, how do you kind of stay up to date on like, what's good resources for you to keep up on your skill set there? Yeah, totally. So I mean, there's so many
1: astrologers that I trust and that I follow. Yeah, so many astrology podcasts and books that I read. And um, there's a lot of great you know, educational platforms that give courses and stuff like that. So I'm always learning from astrologers that I trust. And yeah, I would just encourage people who have that perspective um, to just stay curious, right? Because, you know, like anything, there are those stereotypes that we think of, like the horoscopes and things like that. But that is really just skimming the surface. And does not capture the totality of what astrology can (laughs) offer us. Um, So yeah, like when I hear people say like, astrology is BS because, you know, you're telling me I'm like one twelfth of the population. I'm like, no, like you have this map. You have this image that helps you understand everything in your life. Like, I'm not saying you're basic. I'm saying you are the most unique person to ever exist. I've never seen a birth chart like yours. I never will see another one like yours. And there's so much to uncover.
0: There is. Now, before we dive into my reading, which I'm like, I just want to do it now, but I'm (laughs) going to be patient. So what Jazz had asked me for was my birthday, where I was born, and the time of birth, which we had to go on a wild goose chase to find, but we found it. So it was great. But why are those the three areas? Yeah, because it's so specific. So we all have what we call a birth chart. This is a picture
1: of the sky at the moment you're born, and this is it needs to be precise because you know it changes with every minute. Um, So if you were born an hour later or in a different time zone, it would be a totally different chart. That's how we get such specificity with astrology, is having those pieces of information. But I would say sometimes that birth time is kind of tricky to find. So there are a lot of things that we can still look at without having the time. But I would say if you can find it, that's really how you're going to get the most accurate information.
0: Yeah, it was interesting because in my head, I'm like, I don't know, mom, you told me I thought like 701. So she called her best friend and then she called my grandma and she called all these people. And she's like, and everyone decided they're like, no, it's 630, between 630 and 8 o'clock. I know it was then. Uh-huh. So then she's going through like the whole story and she finally found it because she actually wrote it down. And she's like, oh, 7.52 p.m. I don't remember that. And it was just like, I think they are still talking about it when I last talked to her. So it was <laughs> funny. Again, we're doing simplicity because a lot of people don't know like ri- what your rising is. And um, I'm going to butcher it because my brain's not working today. But talk us through what is it? Your rising, your... Yeah. Okay. So the sign that most people are familiar
1: with is their sun sign. So this is like your sign. So Angela, you are a Taurus, right? This means Mm -hmm. that the sun was in Taurus when you were born. But if you think about the planets, every other planet is in a different sign. Some might still be in the same sign, but chances are the planets are kind of scattered around and each planet has a different meaning. So when we think about your sense of self, your personality, that's When we look to the sun sign, I, of course, am interested in communication. So I also think a lot about Mercury. Mercury is how we communicate. Um, so yeah, I'll mention your sun and Mercury. We also think about the moon sign. So the moon is your emotional needs. The moon is, um, kind of like the bottom of the iceberg. If the sun is like the tip of the iceberg, it's the most visible. The moon is under the iceberg and really speaks to what you need emotionally, who you are when nobody's looking what makes you feel safe. So this is a very internal sign. And then we have the rising. And so the rising isn't actually a planet. This is the sign that was on the horizon the moment you took your first breath. So if listeners can imagine a circle, right, it kind of looks like a clock. Your birth chart kind of looks like a clock. It's divided into 12 equal sections or depending, I don't want to get too into the weeds. They're not always (laughs) people. Um, But every birth chart, the rising sign is that nine o'clock point of the clock. And so that rising sign really sets up the whole architecture of the chart. And the rising actually to me is the most important thing because the rising is your whole perspective of reality. Like I said, it's not a planet. It's not like a voice within us. It's more like the whole thing, theme of your life. It's it's the energy that is rising within you throughout the course of your life. It's kind of like the most soul level that we can get to. So those are your big three, your sun, moon, and rising. So if someone asks you, what are your big three? Those are the placements that we're talking
0: about. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I'm so excited for this. But- <laughs> This is great. Now, with your communication style, kind of molding the two with the speech pathology and astrology here, going through people's birth charts, how do you kind of wrap that together with communication when you're working with clients? Yeah, so I always
1: start by just getting to know the client. Sometimes clients have more challenges communicating within their work environment. So if we're really thinking about career, I look at their Mercury sign, as well as what we call the midheaven, and this is the top of the birth chart, and this is all about your career. So I can really help clients understand what people see in them and their career, what they want from them, how to kind of position themselves, and so I might talk about how to kind of blend some of those energies and um, present themselves in you know the most authentic way possible. And so we might go through strategies, like I mentioned earlier. With either like vocal resonance or even specifics on word choice or whether or not they're more of a listener or, you know, a storyteller or a leader and um, really helping them understand how to leverage those those strengths within their communication style. But some clients might feel pretty at ease communicating in their work and they might have more challenges in their interpersonal connections, um, speaking their needs with challenging family members or even connecting deeper with their partner. So in those situations, I might focus more on some programs and some methods and frameworks that really resonate with my approach, like um, nonviolent communication This is something where you really express your needs, your values in order to deepen and to get your needs met while honoring the person that you're connecting with. So there's a lot of things that I can kind of weave in. And the other thing that I really like to do is also weave in embodiment practices. So I'm a Sagittarius, which means that I liked, I, I'm like i inspired by lots of different things. So in grad school, I pursued a yoga teacher training. And so yoga and meditation are also big passions of mine. And so I love to help people really experience astrology and experience deeper communication through like meditation and breath work and things like that. So I also really love to guide people into those deeper levels.
0: Ooh, okay. Should we do it? Should we do mine now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I don't know why I'm nervous, but I am. No, but I'm ready don't for be it. nervous. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. So like I said earlier, you are a Scorpio rising. So I'll start with the rising sign. The rising, like I said, is the most important thing. This is what it is all about for you. So a Scorpio rising is fascinated, is um, always in search of the truth truth is the most important thing for Scorpio. Scorpio is a water sign. So you really move through the world with this intuition that can really pick up on things that are unspoken. Now, Scorpio rising is going to be quite private. Like I was saying earlier, it's it's very reserved. It's It's cautious. It doesn't want to open up too much because what it craves is deep, deep intimacy. And so when it, you know, is saying too much um, or it's in a situation that isn't valuing that deepest truth, it can really affect a Scorpio rising emotionally. Um, And you're also a Scorpio moon. Oh, So what this means is that, yeah, so not only is this your whole perspective of reality, but this is also your emotional needs. You need, need, need intimacy, um, deep connection. So honestly, like, I know we were saying how funny it is that, like, we both, it sounds like, had a hard time opening up with this almost like hard exterior of the Scorpio (laughs) rising. But I think the reason that we find ourselves now in these positions of almost like, you know, speaking on a more public level is because we have found the conversations that are most meaningful to us. It means that when you have those connections where you really can guide it in the way that feels really authentic and valuable and in alignment with your deepest truth, you care so deeply and you want to share it, right? So it's not just that like you're quiet. It's that you are searching for the conversations that are most meaningful. And so that really guides your whole perspective. So this is your rising sign. This is your moon sign. um, And you also have a few other planets there, but I don't want to get too too in the least. (laughs) does this make sense for you, Angela? Does that resonate with you?
0: Oh, yeah. Yep. And it's so funny, because you bringing up like being in a, like expressing yourself on social media on this podcast, because that is accurate. And my intuition, like I am very much the person like, I don't like them. They have bad vibes. And people like, no, everyone loves them. What are you talking about? And then something tragic or like awful happens, like, "Hmm, who said that one? I did. But (laughs) I've always been that way. Like, even growing up of yes, being more reserved, but that does speak to it. Cause not, I love in my business, like connecting with people or like that. Wow. We really hit it off and I just met you type vibe. So that yeah. 100% is accurate.
1: Yeah. And the other thing too, is that because Scorpio is your moon sign, this means that you really, like I said, you really need that truth and you really need trust in your relationships. So, you know, that takes time to build. When you have a platform like this and, you know, you're you having these deep conversations, that's one thing. But when it really comes to those deeper um, relationships, it's so important for you to have that trust built in and that safety to really be able to speak your needs and to have this understanding that we're gonna be open with each other and vulnerable. Vulnerability is like, the hardest thing for Scorpio, but it is the only thing that ultimately satisfies Scorpio. I think about Brene Brown. She's a Scorpio. Um, Some people might be familiar with her. She's amazing. But she speaks to the power of vulnerability and the power of courage. And it's so funny how she talks about it because she started off researching shame, right? This is such a Scorpio thing, the deepest of our emotions, the most like gritty and uncomfortable. She's like, I want to get in there and learn about that. Do it. Yeah, exactly. It's that like, let's get in there. But she found that the only thing that can help reduce shame is vulnerability. And she was pissed about that. (laughs) She was like, "Nope! like, how can I get around this? Because it's so uncomfortable. But ultimately, she learned that that is the only way. And so I always encourage Scorpios to, you know, when you find those people that you really trust, do your best to open up. Do your best to try to be vulnerable because that is ultimately what's going to feel the best for you.
0: It does, and it's so funny because I use I was very much someone I'm like I don't like talking about my feelings. Feelings are stupid. Don't talk to me about feelings. So that definitely resonates. And then realizing like oh if you share your feelings and be authentic. Like you have that deeper connection, so mm-hmm.
1: this yeah. is all
0: like making sense. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just over here giggling. Yes. So that is your your rising and your moon. Now, Taurus
1: is actually the opposite sign from Scorpio. So if you can imagine that nine o'clock point on your birth chart, this is like who you are. Your moon is over there. It's so much of like your deepest feelings are over in Scorpio. On the other side of the chart, you can imagine kind of like three o'clock on this like circle, this is where your Taurus shows up. So you are a Taurus sun and Mercury. Um, So this is who you are and this is also how you speak. Now in the birth chart, the location of where your planets show up really helps you understand where in your life these planets show up. So your sun and Mercury are in your seventh house. Now what that means is that The location they show up is the place that has to do with relationships. So you are very geared toward relationships, understanding people, communicating with people. Just being in partnership is so important to you. So when you are in connection with somebody, that's really where you learn the most about yourself. It's kind of like people are this mirror that help you go deeper into understanding who you are and what is most meaningful to you. So it's like your moon is over with your Scorpio being like deeper, deeper, deeper. Deeper. But then your Taurus and your Taurus Sun and Mercury are like, yeah, but I'm just really curious about people and I just want to get to know people and like have these conversations and and connect and learn through
0: life with partnership. Does that make sense for you? Does that resonate? Some of my friends call me yellow pages because I know everyone or I'm the one that It just like people feel the need that are very drawn to me. And when my partner and I started dating, he's like, I don't understand what you do that people just like open up to you You? and just like spill their guts. I'm like, I don't know what I do, but (laughs) building connections. I've made some of my best friends at bars, at concerts, um, really airports, like all over the place. So, mm -hmm. yeah, (laughs) totally. No. And
1: I think it's so funny because When we look at your chart, we see that the sun and Mercury are very, very close together. So what this means is that, again, Mercury is how we communicate. So when you have somebody that has Mercury so close to like their sun, there's a certain amount of directness that you speak with. You know, there's not like a translation that needs to happen between who you are and how you speak. It's very straightforward. It's like, this is who I am and this is what I've got to say. They're on the same page. Now, it's interesting because when we're talking about Taurus, this is Earth energy. And Taurus is fixed Earth, which means that it is kind of like the slowest moving, steady, diligent sign that we have. But at the same time, it's going to be direct. So you really like to take your time to think things through. But once you know how you feel about something, you're going to speak with a certain directness that really can feel quite, you know, empowering and strong. And like, it's just
0: really solid. Does that make sense for you too? Um, I pride myself in my directness period that we have a family motto, which I would love to know what my mom's chart is too, because we very much say like, if you don't want the truth, then don't ask. So mm -hmm. That is so like Scorpio too. (laughs) (laughs) So we definitely say that. And my initial gut was like, no, I feel like I don't think things through. I'm, I'm more of like, I just say it, but realistically, I am one that like keeps myself up at night thinking of something. And Mm -hmm. I do before I present it, kind of think things through of whether it's like a certain event or a certain offering for the business. And, to me, it may seem like, I think to other people, it's like, oh, you just thought of this. Like, you haven't thought it through. But it's like, no, this has been in my head for like two months. And I'm just telling you now. Exactly. Yeah. So you are right.
1: Yeah. Because the Taurus takes its time and the Scorpio keeps it close to its heart. Right. So you're thinking about it. And, but it's, you're very um, intentional about how you share things like nothing about this is like um, flippant. It's not like you're just thinking of something and saying it off the cuff. Like you are right. thinking things through very intentionally. And when you do decide to speak to something, it really lands for people because that Taurus is so integral and it, and it has so much integrity. And so people really trust you, trust your thoughts and, and your perspectives on things because that Earth's energy is so strong and really has so much of that like leadership and that guiding quality to it.
0: You are damn good at what you do cuz I'm just like <laughs> brain brain and the exploding thing is exploding there's so much.
1: I like is, I love doing these quick readings cuz I'm like I love giving people a taste but there's so much that I want to say. So we'll have to chat more about we will. Your we will. Oh my
0: gosh, you're amazing. Back to you and your business. Are you taking on new clients or what's kind of what is the next few months you have in store for you? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So I do individual readings. Um, I'm always taking on new clients. I, you know, always have availability. I also love doing group consultations and corporate consultations. So I will go into teams and, you know, meet with groups virtually and help teams understand the strengths involved with everybody on the team so that people can really understand each other on a deeper level. You know, a lot of corporate teams will do like, you know, Myers-Briggs tests or like all these different personality tests, which are wonderful. But I always think it's kind of funny that people say like, well, we like Myers-Briggs, but not astrology because Myers-Briggs is actually based off astrology.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's even funnier.
1: I know. So I like to say that I'm a mystic who really likes demystifying things. I love bringing, you know, these very ancient mystical practices into contexts and situations where people could just use more soul, you know, use more heart and have more of a really authentic, compassionate connection with each other. And also it's like, yes, the communication and like the logistics, like all of that is so powerful, but it's also just so beautiful to see people feel validated and feel that, you know, they can feel seen by the people that they work with. Um, You know, I also do this with like friends and families and stuff like that. So if there's anybody that you just want to build a more deep, deeper connections with, astrology can be such a great way to do that. And it's also just fun. So
0: (laughs) it is fun. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Now, this is a lot of fun. But as we wrap this up, Jazz, what advice do you have for listeners? So I would say to
1: listen to your heart. I know it sounds so cheesy, but truly like your heart is what's guiding you toward your dreams, towards your goals. And that is really the part of you that needs to be like leading, you know, so get quiet, listen, tune in, breathe, and just trust that you have what it takes.
0: Oh, that's incredible. And it's true. It's like, it's so simple, but it's so true. And you need do need to listen. So yeah. this was so much fun. I'm so excited to explore more because my brain is just like mush right now thinking how accurate this is. <laughs> but for those of you listening, if you want to work with Jazz and see the amazing work she does, head to the show notes and reach out to her. But thank you again for listening to another episode of That's Business.